Hello and welcome to Talk D93, Community Consolidated School District 93's podcast hosted by me, Superintendent Dr. David Hill. As this is our very first episode, it is important that you know what we're hoping to accomplish and what our vision is for this podcast. With Talk D93, I'll sit down from time to time with amazing CCSD 93 staff members and other key figures who impact our district to have conversations about specific programs, services, roles, events, and more that have a positive effect on teaching and learning in CCSD 93. As a listener, you'll find out a bit more about what's happening around the district and what we're doing to meet our mission of maximizing the academic, social, and emotional potential of each student. We'll try to keep them informative, relatively brief, under 20 minutes, and hopefully even a bit entertaining. With that said, we're recording here in my office today, and I'll be speaking with two of our outstanding instructional coaches about their position and how it impacts teaching and learning. I could not be more excited to welcome my first ever guests to the table, Stratford Middle School's Mrs. Jill Kirby and Elsie Johnson School's Mrs. Amber Reedy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So we're here today to talk about the instructional coach position. It's a relatively new position in District 93, one that we have at all of our elementary and middle schools. Ms. Reedy, can you start us off by explaining the instructional coach position a bit? And Ms. Kirby, feel free to jump in. Sure, I'd be happy to. First of all, thank you so much for highlighting our work in the district. We're excited to be a part of the first Talk D93 podcast. Our role in the district is really to build relationships with teachers that helps grow students. Um, we're excited to be working alongside teachers in their classrooms, meeting with them to talk about everything from the academic potential that students have to the social emotional growth that they have the potential to um, accomplish. Our goals are always to work with teachers to improve any classroom practices, but also, and most importantly, to celebrate the great things that are happening in our classrooms. And we're always very excited to spend the day working with such talented teachers, but also such amazing students. Mrs. Kirby, any comments? Yeah, um, I totally agree. We're, we're the main um, aspect I would say that we like to highlight is that we're partners, that this is a partnership. Um, I think that teachers for so long have worked in isolation that it's really important to recognize that we're part of a district that um, honors this, this need of um, support um, and uh, helping grow kids, as you mentioned. I love that. We believe as well that the instructional coach position is a very vital role uh, for our schools, both for our teachers and our students. How does the role impact or directly impact our teachers and instruction across our district? I think firstly, we always consider the district strategic plan. It's important to us to highlight the vision of the district and uh, really incorporate what the goals of the district are. Uh, through that, we also consider each of our schools school improvement plan, which has been outlined by our administrators and as usually uh, collaborated upon with building leadership teams. So a lot of individuals take into, we take a lot of individuals into consideration when we're thinking about what we're doing with teachers in the classroom. I think the impact really boils down to how can we help teachers maybe take some risks in their classrooms that they wouldn't necessarily do had they be working alone. And uh, one of the greatest things that I have seen over the past five years as an instructional coach is just the talent that these teachers have to offer and bringing those not just from their classroom and the four walls of their classroom, but then also 
across their team. And then it always catches like wildfire. Like I'm working with a second grade team right now on a problem-based learning experience. And that particular team has shared it with other teachers just in mm -hmm. passing in the building. And now other teachers are reaching out to me and they'd like to modify it for their particular grade level. So I think it's all about what uh, Jill said earlier and that it's not about working in isolation, it's about collaborating. And not just collaborating with the members of your team, but also across the building. And it's important for us to always take that back to our school improvement plan and our strategic plan. Right. Yeah, agreed 100%. That was really well said that um, in terms of working with a, one teacher and then um, not, it doesn't have to be like the instructional coaches that is working with another teacher and another teacher, but teachers begin to work with each other. And one of our roles could be to actually um, maybe substitute and relieve a teacher from her uh, classroom for temporarily while she can go and observe another classroom teacher. So I love the idea that we're kind of building that total teacher efficacy um, and learning from each other. So kind of tearing down those walls and, and the silos that a lot of times um, we've been part of for a number of years and and building the whole, um, just the, the building working together, not just with a coach. I think also our long-term goal too is also to collaborate across buildings. So we've really worked hard mm -hmm. as an instructional coaching team to share the things that are going on in our buildings that we're proud of and then how can we bring those into other buildings. Something that you know we've been very passionate about for a long time is having our buildings uh, be more collaborative. Mm -hmm. And so I know that Jill and Nicole Dondorf at Jay have worked very closely to bring the two middle schools together. I know that for the elementary school coaches, we've worked very hard to uh, provide professional development opportunities for teachers that's seamless. So right. um, it's not just happening at one building in our district, but it's happening across the district. Right, and if I could just interject for a quick second, um, not only are we working in you know, the elementary working together and then the middle schools working together, but we've worked really hard to bridge the elementary transition to the middle school. So um, a couple of years ago, we worked closely with um, fifth grade um, teachers and, and the instructional coaches at the elementary buildings um, to sort of bridge that transition for our fifth graders into the middle school with um, small group instruction, with um, trying to, trying to um, sort of transition them from um, the resources that are in, in an elementary school and, and then trying to kind of replicate and make sure that they're supported at the middle school when they enter. So um, I've worked closely with the elementary coaches um, in, in, I think that was an opportunity that mm -hmm. wasn't there before we had this instructional coach position. So I think that was super valuable. Mm -hmm. Sounds like we're doing a lot of great things in District 93 and having eight outstanding instructional coaches, I'm sure is making a large difference. How do you think the role impacts our students and students learning? Um, so, well, any goal that a teacher sets is student focused. So, right, all, all teaching is focused really on student learning. So we can talk about instructional practices, we can talk about um, teaching practices, but really we're talking more about learning. And so all of our um, work with teachers is focused on what is the outcome they're hoping for for their students? And are we hitting that goal? So we would meet with a teacher, they can help establish what they see as their goal. Um, we know people aren't motivated by other people's goals, so teachers set their goal for their classroom based on the individual needs of their students. Um, and then from there, we can work on establishing a plan that the teacher is willing to or wants to implement. We can do a debrief by looking at student work, by looking at the data um, from that individual classroom. 
So it, it's a full cycle that comes back around. But everything we do is with the students in mind because ultimately that's what matters is student growth and, and achievement. So um, that just gets accomplished in many different and many small ways, but ultimately it's the same goal. I think I couldn't say it better. I, I want to echo what Jill just said about uh, really focusing on the power of the student and putting the learning back on the student and making sure that the students feel empowered too. And so our goal is always to work alongside those teachers, whether it be during their plan time, uh, during classroom instruction, but we are in classrooms and meeting with teachers all the time. And it's very fortunate for us to see these goals be accomplished and uh, being able to come alongside and celebrating them and then also turning back around and um, providing the opportunity for teachers to become leaders within their building or within their grade level. And so celebrating student success is a huge confidence builder for teachers and, and that's really ultimately what our, our main objective is, is to see students grow and teachers grow along alongside them. Right. And the kids like to see the coaches work with their teachers too. It's kind of fun to have, um, you know, a collaborative dynamic in the classroom. We know that kids love to work together. And so when we come in, we share that, that teachers love to work together. We know that one idea is great, but when that's, you know, um, coll collaborated with another individual, then that just idea grows. Yeah. Exponentially, really, the power is, is in collaborating. So the kids get to see that as well. We had mentioned earlier as we were talking about your help having teachers take some risks. Any examples you could share about some teachers you've helped kind of take some risks, maybe outside of their own comfort level? Sure. This year, I am working on my student growth goal in a classroom, and we are exploring different ways to utilize the Eureka resources of our math instruction. And we're really focusing together, since it's both of our student growth goals, on small group instruction and providing opportunities to explore how the re Eureka resource could be used with two teachers in the classroom. And for both of us, it's been a huge risk. I, as a classroom teacher, did not use Eureka as my form of instruction for math. So I I'm learning a lot alongside this classroom teacher and this classroom teacher and I are celebrating every single day the successes that we're seeing with the students being able to really isolate the needs of the students um, but then also learning how this looks as a co-taught uh, perspective and so I um, did not get the opportunity to co-teach when I was a classroom teacher and like I said I did not have the opportunity to use Eureka as a resource but I feel like it's really helping me build as an instructional coach but then also helping me support other teachers more broadly um, and I'm just so appreciative that this teacher was willing to open her classroom to me five days a week for over an hour of instruction and share her time her very valuable time with her students with me so it's a gift to me that I'm able to work alongside her and explore this in, in a different way than I would have in the past. Yeah. At middle school, so um, one of the things that we've been um, proud of is um, teachers being willing to videotape their instructional practice in the classroom. So um, that's putting yourself out there. And so as you know, nobody loves to see themselves on video. And so for new teachers to have to um, for teachers to have to, to, or to, I should say, to accept that opportunity and, and do that, it's been really powerful in terms of the reflective piece. Um, teachers kind of being an observer of their own practice is hugely uh, beneficial. So, and, and people have been so willing to open their door and try that. I just am thrilled that um, we have that level of trust 
and people have even allowed us to share those videos with other staff members and so on. So um, that does take a lot of courage and a lot of trust in a building to, to do that. And I think that's one of the things we're really proud of. We're hoping to move that forward even more. I know we talked a lot about um, your impact on teachers and your impact on students. You, we talked a little bit earlier about how you kind of work to ensure that we reach the goals of the school improvement plan. So mm -hmm. you're obviously working collaboratively with building administration. Mm -hmm. Any examples or conversation about how you work with your building administration to ensure that we reach our school improvement goals? Uh, definitely, I think across the board, all of us meet with our administration, administration on a pretty much weekly basis, just touching base on uh, goals that we're working on. Um, we like to think about the school improvement plan and then how we can best meet the teacher's needs just like we do with teachers with the student needs. And so when we work alongside our administrators, we're really fortunate that they're very open to providing professional development opportunities that are maybe slightly unorthodox, maybe providing an opportunity for some hands-on learning. Just recently, our Innovation Center director uh, shared uh, a whole professional development session on um, all the coding technology that we have, and every single staff member was provided the opportunity to use that hands-on. So it's really nice to see that our administrator considers all of the resources that are in the building and utilizes those to provide the best professional development for our teachers. We also are driven by data and thinking about what uh, the students need in the building. And so when we think about that, we think about what uh, professional development goals do we want to set and then how can we provide that in an equitable way, but also in an efficient way. And so we really try to think about how we can use our time wisely, whether it be during an administrative PD day or maybe a school improvement day or during our communities of practice on a Monday. How can we you know, think about providing materials and resources that aligned to those school improvement goals. And so uh, I feel that I've been very fortunate in that my administrator has been very supportive and I think everybody in the team would agree that their administrators are extremely supportive to the ideas that we come up with. Um, we've been mm -hmm. very lucky and I'm sure Jill would agree that going to some professional development opportunities as coaches mm -hmm. and then bringing back some of those ideas that we learn from those professional development opportunities and then sharing those with our administrators and our staff has been really helpful in us to grow the, the potential for our staff and for our students. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Kirby, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, just this, you know, I feel fortunate as well with our administration uh, being supportive of us. How we meet weekly to talk about the school improvement plan, how can we uh, be helpful and supportive in moving that forward in our building. Um, our, our roles as instructional coaches are non-evaluative with teachers and there's also a high level of confidentiality when we are working with teachers. And I think all of our administrators have been very respectful of that and understand that and have never really asked for any, anything else than complete you know, professionalism. And so we're we're very fortunate that our our uh, role is to work alongside teachers, but that also to keep in mind that our role is to help the goal of the whole entire building. And so we work really hard to provide our teachers with the best possible opportunities. So whether that be what Jill said earlier, going in and observing other classrooms or um, experiencing a new book that the whole entire building might be reading together. Um, we've been very fortunate that uh, it's very rare when our administrators will say, no, that's not an option right now. It's, it's almost always, yes, yes, yes. We want to move forward with this. We want to build uh, the professional potential of all of our staff members. Well, this has been a terrific conversation. Ms. Reedy and Mrs. Kirby, I thank you so much for being here.
and sharing a little bit about the work that you do for our community's children. Thank you. Thank you. Talk D93 listeners, please subscribe to Talk D93 on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't miss a thing from CCSD93 by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at drhilld93. Join us next time for a conversation about CCSD93's dual language program.